Hello, and welcome back to the RAJ Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie J. And tonight, we're not drinking, because I'm not really feeling very good, if we're being honest. Not feeling too good at all. Got a baby cold. It could be COVID. I mean, you hate to see it. You hate to see when you got, like, some sort of, like, COVID or something. You got to watch out, Robbie J. You're going to get COVID and put your mask on, everybody. Everybody, put your mask on, everybody. Put it up your ass and shit. You want to, like, uh, hey, uh, hey, everybody, it's me, Anthony. Okay, yeah, that guy. Um, I don't think it's COVID because I don't really have any. I mean, it's hard to tell what is COVID. I mean, aside from all the bullshit we talk about on the RJ podcast with association with with COVID and things like that. It's hard to tell what COVID is for most people because, I mean, we know it's a respiratory illness. But other than that, the the symptoms are not really the same for much of anybody, right? It kind of seems to to be different depending on who you are and what you look like and whether you're ugly or not. So who the hell knows? So, I mean, I feel like I just have a, a common cold, you know, the 200 different varieties of cold that you can get. And I feel like I got a cold. So if I sound a little stuffy, a little chicken chow baby, then you know why. Because I got stuff in my head and you're so fucked up. Right. So anyway, so what are we going to talk about on this podcast? So I figured, you know, we've been getting into some societal issues and things like that. I got a lot to say about a lot of different things. As I said, I got a big list. But uh, I'm going to kind of pull back a little bit this on this episode and we're going to talk about just some some more fun things you know we don't want to get into the doldrums every week every episode to talk about societal things that piss me off because these are these things piss me off but they're not like social commentary type things so we got to like change it up now and then you know we can't do every not every episode can be on uh, leadership or or how we're fucked as a country or you know chicken chow manies and wally embers we can't do that on every episode we gotta have some fun okay well, it's all about choices here on the RAJ Podcast, and I choose to do something different on this episode. So tonight, we're drinking, and we're drinking zero sugar sweet tea, <laughs> which looks pretty good. I'm going to give Gold Peak, uh, I believe they're owned by the Coca-Cola company, I'm going to give Gold Peak 69 points of credit for having an incredible tea that tastes just like real sweet tea. I didn't think it was possible. You know, hold on, let me take a sip real quick. It's interesting because growing up, if anyone ever mentioned anything diet or anything with zero sugar, it tasted like someone's dick, bro. I'm like, well, how would you know what a dick tastes like? I just put my own dick in my mouth sometimes. That's a joke. Okay, anyway, so, but all of those things back when we were growing up, at least in the 90s, early 2000s, if you said zero sugar or if you were a diabetic, you were fucked, bro. There was like nothing. First, medication wise all you had was basically uh insulin i mean as far as i know i think metformin was around then but you had metformin or insulin that was all you had so if it didn't work for you you were taking shots in your tummy and you were getting all like busted and like you know because you don't want to take shots of insulin if there's anything you can avoid if you can avoid it you don't want to have to do that so Anyway, so I was just thinking back to that, like my grandparents and stuff had diabetes and my aunt and uncle did and they couldn't eat any goddamn thing. And then, you know, we went we went to like the Outer Banks one time and my aunt, she had this no sugar uh, fucking orange juice. And I took a, a big swig of it because I was really thirsty and I was like, Go! You know? <laughs> it made you feel like your dick was going to fall off. It was terrible. 
it tasted like somebody like had just like jizzed in it or something and, and swashed it up for you. Mm, this is good, huh? <laughs> you know, it tasted like crap. But now, honestly, with these products now, I mean, we can talk about the food supply again. That could be another episode of the of the RIJ podcast, certainly, because all the chemicals and shit that we put in our food that's banned in like 35 million countries. But I mean, to be fair, these chemicals that I'm ingesting probably aren't good for me. But whatever. I mean, we're all going to die of cancer. So what difference does it make? Um, so this Gold Peak tea probably has all kinds of cancerous substances in it. But I'll tell you, it tastes damn good. I'm going to give the Coca-Cola company Gold Peak tea 69 points of credit. This is an excellent beverage. I highly recommend it. If you want the sweet tea without the calories, this is for you. And I mean, the other thing is like you look at like some of the things that I think it has aspartame. In it. Yeah. It has aspartame, as I call it. It has aspartame. And the the thing is, like back in the day, aspartame tastes like someone's shit in it. Because I remember it was like sweet and low was aspartame. And then they were like, well, they use that to, de- to defrost planes. I don't know if that's true. Do they use aspartame to defrost planes? <laughs> that was the thing that I heard when we were growing up. I don't know if that's true or not. You know, people would say things like the 10% of your brain and all that. You know, we'll dovetail back into old episodes every once in a while and say, we can do member berries. Member berries? Member when this? Member that? Member when this? Okay, we can do that all the time if we want. Um, But yeah, I just used to, I mean, it's just the stuff tasted like crap. But now, I mean, you can find so many good varieties of, of things that, that taste freaking excellent. They have all kinds of different uh, non-sugar options and it's just not no sugar cakes and i mean all of it's not some of the things aren't great but some of them really are fucking awesome and i think we've come a long way with sweetened drinks like i can drink gallons of this it doesn't even fade me i don't even know the difference between this and sweet tea anymore i mean my body knows the difference if i were to drink an actual uh drink with a whole bunch of goddamn sugar in it oh i would know the difference because i'd be like you know i'd be shitting myself and stuff no, I don't really shit myself when I get too much sugar. But it's like one of those things. And I have people ask me frequently, what does it feel like? What is it? What does diabetes feel like? Nothing, really. I didn't even know I had it. So, I mean, I guess we could kind of go into the story if you want to hear it. I mean, since you asked, I mean, I guess I could tell you. <laughs> I mean, if you really want to know, of course. <laughs> I mean, I'm so flattered. Um, but how did I find out? Well, this is it's it's a, an interesting question because I didn't really know I had it. And you know, some people will say, "Well, I knew I had. I knew something was wrong. I had no fucking idea." So, going back two years ago, I uh, was I had a really weird month at work, and by weird, I just mean I just felt like shit all the time at work. And you're like, "Well, that's how you knew you had diabetes." Okay, okay, calm down. Let me let me finish my story, please. Um, so I just, I had just felt sick. And I just mean like no ability to do anything. I was lethargic. I was, you know, I, I mean, I thought I had COVID at the time. Honestly, I really, I thought I had a really bad batch of COVID because it had just knocked me on my ass, but I had tested and it was coming back negative. So I'm like, okay, well, I don't have COVID. I don't have the vid as we call it. So what could it be? So, you know, I don't know. And this is the week one. Okay. That's like a flu week two. Uh, kind of pushing it a little bit. We're into week three now. And I'm like, something's definitely wrong. If I, I still can't get up out, out of the couch, I just feel like I'm drained. I feel like I got hit by a bus and I feel like I have no energy. So 
we're getting into week three. I go back to work for a little bit and then I'm off for another week again. I mean, I, I'm like blowing all of my, my time off and I can't figure out what's wrong. So it's in the week four now still feeling like shit. I'm like, what is going on, bruv? So, you know, it takes a lot of think for a man to go to a doctor, especially takes, I mean, you can ask coach. It takes me a long time to get to go to the doctor. I got to really know something's wrong in order for me to go. Right. Like, Anything with my pecker, I would go immediately. I wouldn't even question it. If something was wrong, like if my if I woke up one morning and my pecker was bent at a 45-degree angle, I would be at the doctor that day. No questions asked. You wouldn't even, coach wouldn't even have to ask me whether I have to do it. I would just fucking do it, okay? So that's the first thing. If it's anything pecker related, I'm going immediately. But for all other things, like if I just don't feel good or, you know, even broke my foot one time and I refused to go to the doctor, that's a whole story. I'll tell you that one later. Maybe this will just be the medical issues podcast for this one. Um, but yeah, so, well, I mean, I guess I could tell the, the, the foot thing's really simple. So my son had, <laughs> he had a track in his room. And I was a big fat guy at the time. I think I've kind of told this story a little bit because I, I talked about doctors and how ignorant they are. I think I mentioned about breaking my foot before. But anyway, we're not talking about sports medicine. Those people are assholes. But, um, you know, I had, just as a rehash, I had gone into my son's room. He had his track set up. It was a bridge in the track. My foot goes into the bridge. I kind of like was like, what the fuck? And then put my foot down and the, the bridge caught it in such a way that it made my whole foot bend forward and I cracked it. I heard it go pop. So that was the story of me breaking my foot. So I didn't go to the doctor right then. I just didn't do it. I was like, I'll walk this off. This is nothing. So yeah, I'm stumbling around the house and stuff like that for that night. And I'm just like, fuck it. I'll just deal with it. It'll just hurt for tonight. And I'll get up in the morning and be all better. Because, I mean, nine times out of ten, that's what happens for men anyway. We hurt ourselves. We go to bed. We feel great the next day. So I was like, I'm just going to sleep it off. So go to bed. I wake up the next morning. I uh, I go to put on my socks and my foot is killing me. I'm like, God damn, I can't even put my sock on. It hurts so bad. I'm like, well, whatever. I'll just kind of like, you know get through it next couple of days. Maybe it's one of those, like when you hurt your back and it takes about a week to get back to normal. It's like one of those things. I just like sprained my foot. It'll be all right. Everything will be all right. So I knew something was wrong when I put my shoe on for work and I, I couldn't put my foot in my shoe because, you know, I'm, I'm one of those lazy guys. I don't like to tie my shoes a hundred times. I just keep them tied and just slip my foot into it. I don't like tying them. Okay. I'm, I'm lazy like that. It's like, if I don't have to do something, why do it? So I slipped my foot into it and it's not moving. I mean, it, like I, it's excruciating. I can't get my foot into this goddamn thing. So I'm like, what the fuck? I'm going to actually have to untie this and waste my time untying a goddamn shoe. So untie it. I put my, sh my foot into it. I tie it up and I'm trying to walk and I can't. I can barely walk. And I was like, God damn it. So that was one of the few times where even I didn't even believe it when it happened. I didn't believe it. I was like, oh, I'll walk it off. And then the next morning I had to go to the to the uh, emergency room. I actually went to one of those care centers and they took an x-ray and it was pretty obvious that I had uh, snapped my foot. So as such, when we're getting back to diabetes stuff, so it took a lot. I mean, it took almost a month for me to even consider the doctor was even a relevant thing. I mean, to be fair, we had COVID going around. It was all kinds of crazy shit. I just thought you know, I wouldn't, didn't have any symptoms though. I had no fever. All I had was complete lethargy. lethargy. I just, I couldn't move. I didn't want to do anything. I just wanted to sleep all day. And that's all I did. I just slept for like three weeks. That's it. So 
you know, coach is getting upset with me. She's like, you need to check. You need to, you need to, you, 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 you need to, you need to, you need to, you know, that's how coaches. So I was like, okay, okay, cool, 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 cool. KKK. I'll, I'll take care of it. So go over, you know, I schedule an appointment with, with, uh, well, actually, no, I didn't schedule an appointment with the doctor. I just kept telling, I just kept blowing coach off. That's what happened. I was like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. So I go to work one day and this is, this is week four, as I said, and I, just feeling like shit again. And coach was like, listen, you need to go see the the on-site doctor. Just go and see her and just see what she says. So I go and talk to the on-site doctor and she tells me some things. She's like, it's, I mean, this sounds like you're having some sort of issue. She was like, let's just double check some of the things. She was like, do this for me. She said, I want you to fast tonight and I'm going to take a blood test tomorrow and we're going to test your sugars and stuff. And just, we're just get a baseline for you going. I was like, okay. So the next morning, so I fast, I, I stop eating about eight or 10 o'clock at night, either way, like 12 hours before I'm going to get into work. I don't get typically get to work till about 830 in the morning. So I get into work the next morning, I'm prodding in, I'm like, dee, 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 dee. so I go into work and um, sit down at the table. She pricks my finger. Oh, prick. Oh, yeah. So she pricks my finger, takes my blood and she goes, Jesus. I'm like, I'm like, what's wrong? What's wrong? Let's let's call her Nurse Daffodil. What's wrong, Nurse Daffodil? She's like, bro, you got diabetes and and bad. <laughs> like, what do you mean? She was like, well, a normal person after fasting, their blood sugar should be about eighty to one hundred, maybe even less than that. She was like, but we'll just say eighty. She was like, yours, <laughs> yours is three fifty. <laughs> She was like, you're a medical marvel. <laughs> so after talking with her, I set up an appointment with the specialist. Um, and that was the whole thing because the doctor at the time that I had, had known that I had had diabetes, but kept telling me that I could probably work my way off of it if I had changed my diet. So I mentioned that to Nurse Daffodil and she was like, oh no, this is, you don't understand. She said, you don't understand, Ravi J. This isn't something that you can work off. Like you have it so significantly that you're going to need on, to get on medication. This is serious. This isn't like something that you can just change your diet and everything will be okay. She was like, you're in serious trouble. She was like, this is why you've been so sick. So I, it, that whole story with my doctor, that's a whole thing. I mean, talk about a lawsuit. I could have had a lawsuit because that guy was an absolute piece of shit. But anyway, uh, you know, we won't use his name on here, even though I think I'm, I'm, I'm more than allowable to use his name and, and tell everybody about what a piece of fucking shit that guy is. But anywho, so I go to a new guy, I go to a new doctor and come to find out. Yeah, I have I have significant and serious diabetes. And, and he even said he was like, I'm surprised that you're still standing. And I said, well, I basically wasn't. I've been sleeping for a month. And he was like, no, you don't understand. He said, if your resting blood sugar is 350, when you eat, you're probably in the five to 600 range, somewhere in there. He was like, that's coma level for most people. He was like, the fact that you're even walking is, is it's, it's a miracle. He was like, this is no short, nothing short of a miracle that you could be here right now and have this kind of a resting blood sugar and still be able to carry out your normal duties. I was like, well, I'm just mostly tired. He was like, I know, but I'm telling you, coma. You should be in a coma after you eat. <laughs> he said, you have one soda, you should be in a coma. He was like, you know, th this is like hospitalization stuff right here that we're looking at. He said that the highest level I've ever, ever seen was a 950. 
And he was like, after you eat, you should be around 550 to 600. He was like, it's, it's incredible. So I am a, uh, uh, according to doctors, I am, and you know how I feel about science, but um, according to science, I'm a medical miracle. No one knows how I could do it. I think I figured it out. And I know people like, no. oh, look at the layman. The layman has a theory. Mm. Oh, come over, Jennifer. Come over here, Jennifer. Listen to his theory. Oh, my gosh. Hey, bring over the caveat. Let's listen to his theory. The, the layman has a theory. Mm. Well, I do have a theory, actually. I think that my family's lived with diabetes for a million generations now. And I think that... Uh, like most things, if you believe in, in Darwin, if you believe in, in how genes change over time to compensate for certain environmental hazards, then I think my genetic codes changed. I just do. I think I have a predisposition for diabetes, which is what the doctor said. He said 50% is your fault and 50% is your, is your genetic makeup. Nothing you can do about it. So, I mean, I got to own the 50% and I can talk about that for a little bit. But for the most part, <clears throat> what happened was... It's just, I had to make some changes. I mean, I didn't really have a choice. It's all about choices. And I was making the wrong choices. So, but yeah, my, my numbers were astronomical. And even he said that, and he was extremely concerned. So, anywho, so, you know, we get into all that. And it was just kind of, uh, so getting back to my, excuse me, getting back to my theory, I lost my trance. Uh, pardon me. <laughs> I am getting old. Um, my theory was that my, I think that my genetics have evolved. I mean, I don't think that, um, I'm some sort of medical marvel. I just think that over time, uh, your genetic code changes. I mean, you believe in that theory of like, uh, <clears throat> evolution and I do believe in evolution. I think it's real. Uh, then over time, your genes are going to change based on your environmental conditions. And I think that they changed. I do. That's why the, I mean, from his standpoint, I should be in a coma. So how is that possible? How is it possible for me to be functioning at that level? It's not. According to science, it's not possible. So either, you know, either Jesus was there with me the entire time, which was probably true. Sure. But I mean, from a medical standpoint, I think what was really happening is that I'm an aberration. I can function with a high level of, of fucking things and not have any issues because after we, cause he was like, I'm, I'm surprised. He was like, we got to test your kidneys. Got to test your eyes because this, none of this is good. He was like, you functioning at this level for however long he was like, you're going to have damage to your kidneys. Your eyes are going to be busted. He was like, you need to get all this checked. Came back after all the tests, everything was clear. Everything was in perfect normal condition. So he doesn't understand how that was possible, but to this day, he's still, he's still a remark on it. He's still like, I still don't understand how you're even standing here today. He said, without like losing, losing digits or, or something. It was like, you were just really bad off. So I just think that my body compensated. And I think for my kids that they're going to have whatever I have too, this gene that, that allows you to get away with a little bit more than other people can get away with. So eventually, perhaps in maybe a thousand years or so, my uh, my family will be resistant. They'll have uh, two pancreases. <laughs> we'll be the first dual pancreatic people. <laughs> I don't really know, but I just do. I do know that when our since we're all genetically predisposed to having our pancreases fail. We don't really need them. That's what I'm hearing. I mean, we're just gonna they're gonna fall off just like our peckers, and we'll just continue on with life. And we'll be able to live at a higher sugar level than most people. That's pretty cool. You know, a medical aberration. Ha <laughs> ha! Yay! You hear it here. Hey hey hey! 
So anyways, that's kind of my medical stuff. I don't even know why I got on this bent tonight. And we wanted to talk about any of this, but it just kind of came up. And, you know, I mean, of all the things I've had happen in my life, I've broken both my feet, not at the same time, both my feet and I have diabetes. That's it. That's my complete medical history. And oh, and I have my tonsils out. I don't know if you're aware of that. Had my tonsils out. Maybe that's why I got all of this like fucking shit all the time. I mean, Mom, my adenoids, Ugh! you know, something like that. But yeah, so that's my complete medical history. I have nothing else wrong with me. Uh, Coach has everything wrong with her, so she's a medical marvel in that she's had every condition known to man. She's she's single handedly keeping the Georgia medical system afloat. That's science for you. Oh, <laughs> actually, Miss Pete and I joke all the time. Uh, not about coach, but we uh, we always make the joke that uh, the 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 medical profession is a business like anything else. So if you go to them with a problem, they're going to find a problem for you. That's their job. Their job is to find problems so that they can continue to get you to come into the medical community and utilize their services because that's what they want. They want you to continue to use the services over and over and over and over and over again. I mean, I think it's a little tongue in cheek, but I think it's a little true too. <laughs> It is a business like anything else. Um, but, you know, how did I get on this topic in the first place? Fuck if I know. I mean, we, you know, it's all about choices after all. And we got on the wrong choice. But one of the things I really wanted to talk about is uh, kind of kids sports and, and people who go to kids sports. Because I don't really understand, especially at the, the level where my kids are, the age range. Because, I mean, you know, I've got two kids that are older. Not old, old, but older. And I got one that's still, he's still kind of little. But, you know, when, when I'm thinking about going to their sports games and stuff, I think we're, we're, we're not at the, at the point yet where we need to start getting offended or we need to start getting like uh, really like supercharged about our kids in sports and, you know, getting all like rowdy about it. You know, I don't want to do that. I just like letting, sitting on the sidelines. I like clapping for them and stuff. And if there's other kids on the team that do a good job giving them some praise, that's really it. But there are some parents that really get into it. And I'm kind of like, bro, like like this one league we're on, it's, it's a sports league through a church for fuck's sake. So it's not tied to any like academic institution. It's not like a, a scouting apparatus for colleges or some shit. You would think it was based on some of these parents. They're like, yeah, no, God, Jimmy, God damn it. I'm like, what is fucking going on here? What's wrong with Jimmy? Did he shit himself? Is he okay? He just missed the shot. It's okay, lady. I mean, calm down. But, you know, so I get agitated at these people that are just coming in and they're just like freaking out about every damn thing. And I'm like, this is kids sports. Who fucking cares? I mean, I get, I know, I know. Nowadays, every parent thinks their kids, Jesus's gift to everything. I get it. You know, I don't think my kids are the best at everything. I really don't. I don't think they're necessarily the best at sports. I think uh, Lilby is is pretty, he has the gift. He does have the, he plays soccer and he's got the gift. He's good at it. The other two, they could give and take in sports. They don't really give a shit. They're just like, you know, Curly Man and Bugabee, they're just like, eh, you know, we'll may, we may try today. And with Curly Man, we've tried him in all kinds of sports. We put him into fucking lacrosse, or as I call it, lacrosse. Uh, we did lacrosse. We did soccer. We did, uh, I don't even know. What else did we do? He did some some stuff overseas. We were doing that, rugby and shit. Um, he hasn't really taken any. He's not really a big sports guy. He likes doing it. He likes the team atmosphere. Um, 
but he's just not really into it. It's just not his thing. He'd rather, he's a computer guy. Like he wants to be on his computer, you know, uh, looking at porn. I mean, uh, I'm sorry. Um, you know, talking with his friends and playing video games and this Roblox shit. He likes all that kind of stuff. That's really what he wants to spend his time doing. Bugabee, I don't know what the fuck that she wants to do. She just wants to like fuck off with her friends and make fun of people and make people cry. That's basically what she likes to do. And my little one, well, he's just active. He loves jumping around. He loves his trampoline. He likes fucking around in sports. And he gets offended if he doesn't get a goal during a game. He gets, you know, I was all like, oh, I didn't do anything for my team, dad. I didn't do anything for my team today. I'm like, what do you mean? I said, you play great. I didn't score, though. I'm like, okay, well, that's not the only thing that matters, Lobi. And he's like, whatever. What do you know about it? You didn't play sports. Because <laughs> I'll tell you, Lobi got a big attitude. I don't know if anybody's aware of this. Some of you know Lobi. Some of you don't. But he's got a big fucking attitude, okay? All he does is stamp around with his attitude. Um, one of the, our favorite things in our friend group is that he always, <laughs> when he was growing up, he always used to say, um, this whole family hates me. That was his way of saying like, basically everyone in this family is an idiot and I'm the best. So he would like, if he would get offended, he would stamp around. He'd be like, this whole family hates me. And then he would go and he would slam his door upstairs. That's how we knew he was mad. Um, or it would be like if, if people were joking and, and messing with him, he would be like, stop making fun of me <laughs> at the top of his lungs. <laughs> He doesn't really do that, that stuff too much anymore. He's a big door slammer, too. I've noticed. He's actually uh, upstairs in his room. He's actually put a hole in my wall. We're going to have a talk about that tomorrow because I'm not very happy about that fucking hole in my wall. But anyway, I mean, let, that's not to say. And we don't live in like, you know, it ain't like that. We don't live on Skid Row. I don't have holes all over my house. I'm just saying in his room behind his door because the goddamn thing fell off the wall. He's got a hole behind his door. Not a big one. It's like the size of, of maybe like two of your fingers put together. It's pretty big, though. It's the size of a door handle because he's fucking around up there because he gets upset. He's a, he's a very, uh, very intense child. So we call him our empath because he is. He's very sensing and stuff like that. Like he doesn't like, uh, for example, I say, I'm saying like, 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 he like, um, like, tele, like, if you like, and like, okay, um, but if, if he ever sees animal violence on television, <laughs> anything where an animal gets hurt, he freaks out. He doesn't like it. He gets really upset. Um, so we like, like old yeller, not going to happen in this house. Um, uh, what is that? Turner and Hooch, not going to happen in this house. <laughs> Marley and me, not going to happen in this house. Any of those where the dog doesn't make it through, through the end of the movie, we're not watching those movies in this house because he will literally cry himself to sleep. He's very, very offended when it comes to animals. That's his big thing. Um, now, the, the other one, Bugabe, she likes animals, but uh, she nothing really affects her. She's my horror queen. Like, she would really be into uh, a lot of the girls I used to work with overseas. They were really into that uh, American horror story thing. That's that's very much what Bugabe is into. She loves that kind of stuff. She loves drawing those disgusting drawings with, like, people getting their heads chopped off and shit. You're like, that child needs a psychologist. No, I think that's normal growing up. I did the same thing. I haven't murdered anyone that you know of do, 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 do. the more you know how about those Dahmer tapes being released huh speaking of psychos 
about those Dahmer tapes, bro? I haven't watched it. I know it's a documentary coming out. I don't know if it's on Netflix or what the fuck, but you know, his, his father apparently recorded sessions with, with Jeffrey talking about stuff and like what he was doing with, I mean, I was hearing some of it on the news, like, Oh, I'll put the head in a, it's not really funny. I'm sorry. It's not funny. I put the head in a briefcase and I put the genitals in there too. I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> Fuck that guy, bro. Holy shit, man. You're cutting off people's genitals and keeping them in a briefcase. God damn. What a fucked up person. Will I watch that stuff? I don't know. I have a morbid curiosity like most people. You know, I like that kind of stuff. I don't know about anybody else out there in, in, the, in listening land, but uh, you know, true crime is pretty cool. I hear that true crime is really a big thing with women. I feel like I'm, I'm kind of less than if we're being honest and I feel like I'm less than a man because I'm really into true crime too. <laughs> but it's, it sounds like, cause I was doing some, some things online. A lot of the true crime, like things on YouTube and stuff like that, it's all women. It's apparently like a bit real big thing. So not only is the view big with women or, um, you know, like the lady stuff, like, uh, you know, chicken chow mani and waddly amber and stuff, but true crime is big with the ladies who knew I didn't know that, you know, not like soap operas and stuff. So my mom used to watch speaking of being a sexist asshole. That's what my mom used to watch was, uh, was those soaps as they used to call them back in the day, watching like, uh, the fuck was that one that we always used to watch? I can't remember what that young and the restless was the big one. She would always watch that. She was like, or whatever. I can't remember the song, but you know, do, 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 do. Yeah. I remember now. Okay. But anyway, so I think we've gone, we've gone enough down memory lane. You learned a little about a little bit about Lil B. You learned a little bit about Bugabee and Curly Man today. So anyway, really appreciate you listening to this episode of the RIJ podcast. I'm your host, Robbie J. Thanks for tuning in again, and we'll see you next week. Take care now. And possibly less social issues.